Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Laredo, your host. So I had uh, one of my faithful listeners give me some feedback and said, you know, I like the fact, one of the things I love most about your podcast, which that's a great way to start a conversation, is how short they are. They're great, like five minutes, six minutes. I'm like, uh, thanks. I think that's a compliment. No, in all reality, I take it as a compliment. And that is by design. Uh, Most of these, as you know, are short. Simple reason is my attention span is not very long. I don't have the ability to create these long podcasts because I don't have the attention span to do it. No, not, not in reality. I do a lot of keynotes that are an hour, hour and a half. But these are simple ideas. It's not a big, huge theme around uh, that would take an hour. These are quick hits. This is an idea, a strategy, something that I learned from somebody else, something that's helped somebody. So that's the purpose of these podcasts is to give you a little bit of a dip into leadership for the day, give you some kind of uh, positive influence that's going to help you become a better leader of yourself and other people. And uh, sometimes five minutes is all it takes. And I don't know about you, but I love the fact that putting something on my to-do list, maybe it's my daily routine, and part of that is listening to a podcast. You know, yeah, I can listen to Joe Rogan's three-hour podcast or John Laredo's five- or ten-minute podcast. How about you? But I'd love to cross off that to-do in five or ten minutes versus three hours. So uh, in any event, let me share a really cool story with you. So there was a guy in 2015 in the Boston Marathon. I don't think I've shared this before on this podcast. If so, it was maybe a part of a long episode, episode long ago. But I want to tie it into a concept. There was a guy in 2015 in the Boston Marathon that uh, was leading the marathon Now, the Boston Marathon, for those of you who don't run or don't know marathons, is one of, if not the most elite marathons in the world. I mean, it is incredibly competitive. People literally come from all over the world to race in the Boston Marathon. I've never done a marathon. I've done a half marathon. It almost killed me. But I have all the respect, not but, so I have all the respect in the world for people who, who do a marathon, let alone actually run it in a decent time. I mean, that to me is just, that's, you know, that's from a different planet. But um, in any event, so this one individual at the Boston Marathon in 2015 was leading the marathon at the one mile mark. Uh, And nobody knew who he was, literally. I mean, nobody did. Even the commentators covering the, the marathon, none of the commentators had any. Now, they were they knew, you know, pretty much everybody, but they didn't know this one guy who was leading the marathon, the most elite marathon in the world. They were leading it. This person was leading at the one mile mark. They knew everybody behind him, including the ultimate winner of the marathon that year. The people behind this individual were truly the best runners in the world. I mean, truly in the world, but they did not know this guy who was leading the marathon at the one mile mark. Now, 
This was actually part of this guy's plan. His name is Derek York. And Derek, back in 2015, had the idea and the plan that he thought it would be really cool to be leading the Boston Marathon at the one mile mark. His two kids, he thought, would get a kick out of seeing dad on TV leading the Boston Marathon at the one mile mark. What a cool goal. And he did it. That's the beauty of this thing. He did it. He did something that was unbelievably hard. And again, nobody knew who he was. So he kind of just came out of nowhere and he got, you know, kind of this level of fame because of this thing that he did. Now he come from Texas. So part of it was kind of, he wanted his trainers and friends back at home in Texas uh, to, uh, to see him and get a kick out of it. But he did this for his two kids. Like they, we wanted them to see dad running the marathon, leading the marathon on TV at the one mile mark. So he set that out as his singular focused goal. Now, Derek is and was a very, very talented runner, um, an elite, elite runner. I mean, in order to have a chance to do that, number one, you've got to be in that first wave, first heat of runners, um, and you have to qualify to do that. So this guy is an elite runner. But he also, at the same point, even though he qualified to be, you know, in that early wave, he was not at the level of being able to to lead the Boston Marathon at the one mile mark. He actually did it in, I think it was four minutes and 36 seconds was his one mile pace, uh, his one mile time. Now think about that. Four minutes, four minutes, 30 seconds, right around that for a one mile pace in a marathon. This is not a one mile run. This is a marathon. He did go on to finish the other 25 miles after that and came in with a with a great time under three hours. So, uh, but here's the interesting thing. They asked him afterwards. They're like, what was it like to run, uh, to do that for the one mile mark? I mean, to lead the Boston Marathon, do something that's just so unbelievably difficult. He said, you know what? What was fascinating and interesting and kind of surreal about the whole thing is I'm shoulder to shoulder with the best runners in the world. I mean, truly the most gifted, talented, most elite runners in the entire planet. And I am shoulder to shoulder with them running stride by stride with them. And the difference was I was exerting 100%. I mean, when I say every ounce of effort was focused on, I just, I left, I had nothing after that. I truly put it all out there for that first mile and they were running that four minute, 30 second pace. And it was like this casual Sunday jog. He said that was the difference. I mean, literally they were just, you know, grooving, almost like just having a nice casual run. And he was just sprinting all out, giving it hundred percent. So it was really cool. You know, a couple of takeaways from this one is, you know, just the fact of setting a goal that has that much purpose behind it and meaning behind it, it motivates you to do things that you would never otherwise have done. So had it not been for his desire for his kids to see him on TV, he had something unbelievably important. His why behind that was unbelievably important. But what was also cool, you know, he just talked about that experience of being surrounded by the best of the best. And as uncomfortable as that was physically, because it pushed him, think about it, had he been around high school or college runners, he would never have run four minutes, 30 seconds. He might've run five minutes or five minutes and 30 seconds, but he would never have had, he would never have run that pace because he wouldn't have needed to run that pace. So part of what it takes to succeed and excel at such a high level is you have to put yourself in the right environment. You have to put yourself and surround yourself 
with other people that are the best of the best. Now, it's uncomfortable. And the very reason that it's uncomfortable is the reason we don't do it. So if I want to get great at something, our natural egos, our natural tendency is we want to make ourselves feel good about stuff. We tend to give ourselves a pass on the bad habits that we have. We tend to overemphasize the good habits we have, our good characteristics, our bad characteristics. We genuinely try to kind of make ourselves typically feel better, including not making ourselves uncomfortable, not damaging our ego, not bruising our confidence. It's ultimately us trying to kind of create the right environment where we just feel the most comfortable. So when we put ourselves in an environment like that with people that are significantly better than us, like significantly better, even a little bit better than us, it's uncomfortable, right? It's a little bit of a hit to the ego. It's a little bit of a hit of confidence. It's a little bit of self-check of, geez, I'm not that good. But it pushes us to do the things that we wouldn't have done otherwise and ultimately pushes us to levels that we would never have gone to otherwise. So what's really fascinating about this story is there's just a great example of how when you do push yourself and if you're capable of pushing yourself and throwing yourself into an environment that's uncomfortable because these are people that are so much better than you, the result is you will do better, you will grow faster, you will perform at a higher level than you would have otherwise. No doubt about it. So the trade-off is, are you willing to be a little bit uncomfortable for the net result of the pleasure of performing at such a high level? So if you're a leader, are you surrounding yourself with leaders and whether it's a mastermind group or you're getting uh, coached or developed by a leadership expert, whatever the case may be, are you surrounding yourself by people that are, are better than you and in some cases significantly better than you? If you're not, you're losing on some of the growth, the accelerated growth that you can get by doing that. Yes, it's uncomfortable because what it does is focus and and, uh, Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, talks about the concept of the gap, which is where we are now versus where we want to be. Well, if I'm surrounding myself with people that are that much better than me, then that gap is so evident. I see it. Now, Dan Sullivan talks about the importance of focusing on the progress that you've made, not just the gap between you and perfection. Well, when you're in that circle, it's tough because it's staring you right in the face, right? I'm running shoulder to shoulder with the best runners in the world. They're barely exerting themselves and I'm 100% putting effort just to keep up with them. That's frustrating. Gosh, why is it so easy for them? Why do they have this just perfect mechanics that just, I don't get it. It's just frustrating. But the net result is Derek York did the Boston Marathon in four minutes and 36 seconds in the first mile. Unbelievable. So my message today is do whatever you have to do to pull those people into your circle or throw yourself in the middle of their circle. If you're an aspiring leader, reach out, grab somebody, mentor with somebody. Some of the best leaders are willing to do it for free. Some of them will take you under their wing and they'll develop you because there's nobody that asks them to do that for this very reason because it's uncomfortable. So take that step today. Reach out to just one person who you admire, who you want to emulate, who's better than you, and pull them into your circle. Just start by saying, hey, listen, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I just want to pick your brain. Can I have a conversation with you over the phone? I just want to pick your brain. I just want to learn a little bit from you. I can almost guarantee you they will say yes. Trust me on that. Okay. Wow. 
I get fired up about this. Uh, it's it's true. It's valuable. And uh, if you take that action and do that, I promise you, you will get great uh, results. So uh, and share it with me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me what you did and who you who you reached out to and who you pulled in your circle and how it helped you. Uh, so hope this was uh, valuable. Yeah, a little over five minutes, whatever. But uh, I think it was uh, worth the the, uh, the extra time. Uh, make sure you go and like, subscribe, share all that kind of good stuff. Go down below, get five star review. Thank you for tuning in today and we will see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.